0: okay can everybody hear me all right can you hear me all right yeah yeah okay thank you This evening I'd like to share some reflections on, I'm not sure, I think the title is something like, Practicing with Disturbance and Dukkha. Um, <laughs> I sometimes uh, say say this, that it feels like some of these I'm f- trying to find the talk is like chasing peas around a plate. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope these P's may be of of some help. (laughs) Maybe one or two of the P's. Um, It began in reflections, um, sort of I was thinking about the hindrances and my sense that, um, I was talking to Jill about this, at some point during the month, I like it feels appropriate to, for one one of the teachers to kind of... um, just I'm not quite sure it's like a, a gesture of respect or inclusion or acknowledgement of um dukkha difficulty, um disturbance, hindrance. So I, I I hope it's okay just to have a pretty broad sense of that for you and just for you to listen to it in a in a way that um yeah, maybe can apply it to whatever is current for you, um, either right now or in your practice here today. Um, um, and as as always, I really invite you to listen in a very, I want to say, it's a kind of um, like feeling a lot of permission to just rest and let the words kind of float through, which I know is easier said than done, in a way, sometimes. But, you know, even if you feel sort of certain words or teachings or touching you, then that sense of, oh, okay, noticing that, but not having to pick up on, not having to, you know, put it in your Dharma rucksack and carry it down, you know, to your room and chew on it. Um, So, I. yeah, but of course, yeah. There may be some reflections you want to pick up on. Um, so let's see. Um, I, uh, so uh, certainly, uh, in my, in my experience, and again, you don't I don't want to assume it's like this for everybody, but seems to me um, there's a lot of disturbance around (laughs) quite a lot of the time (laughs) you know (laughs) just i don't know whether that's true for you but this can be very subtle you know so many different varieties and intensities and just this um kind of sense in which you know even on retreat in a place like this you know you know there is disturbance. Yeah, it happens, and sometimes it's just you know it's our own mind kind of prodding itself, or you know that we're just disturbed by our own thought that doesn't seem to have come from anywhere except for bubbling up somewhere from who knows where. And and sometimes it's particular sounds, you know, or sights, um, and sometimes so you know it can be. Sometimes there is just something affects you know the the heart, mind, the chitters of this very sensitive sensitive um whatever it is substance field um set of proclivities <laughs> um very sensitive, and on retreat, it can get even more sensitive and I know that some of us were here this morning, and I was talking with one of you about this, whether this guy came crashing in to behind the screen doing something. <laughs> it was like, wow, I don't know what happened in your mind and body, but <laughs> it's like, Ooh, oh, 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 what's that? You know? <laughs> and I was talking with someone else, and thinking, yeah, you know, it's like, it was kind of amazing. Um, and I went afterwards and found that it was a guy checking the fire extinguishers, so I thought I would share that with you in case you were still wondering what the heck was that. Um, you know and like especially you know we we work so hard you know to make it quiet here <laughs> it was like and i could feel obviously i don't know what happened for you it might have been completely equanimous I'm like okay um but yeah you know what happens and i could feel for me you know there was fear you know like and then there was this protective like want to leap up and protect you from all harm and disturbance you <laughs> know it's like You know, some of these things that just flash through your mind in a moment. And I was like, oh, okay. And the rest of the sitting kind of, you know, letting that settle and discharge. And and I thought, yeah, I wanted to mention it because it felt like kind of a sense of, yeah, you know... um, like it c- feels like such a big part of our practice on retreat and and sometimes you know and on on and certainly in in our life in you know the unmentionable out there um and how so much of our practice i think is is about resourcing ourselves to to meet that you know s- s- skillfully and wisely and so on because you know I mean maybe those of us who like to come on silent retreat there can be this sort of hidden agenda of wanting to get away from what, what you know getting away from disturbance and and maybe we can to some degree for a while and build up some resources and steadiness and wisdom and kindness and so on, um, to be able to meet life's disturbances with, with more skill, with more wisdom. So that's kind of what I want to talk about, really, is kind of how being disturbed is a kind of natural, you know, like this chitta sensitive. And then I was thinking, well, so how maybe, again, just a few thoughts on like what the difference between that is and dukkha. Or particularly the meaning of dukkha um, of stress, stress, friction, kind of you know that that experience then of, of of the not just the events and the happenings and the impact and the you, you know and what, but the kind of the reactivity, that sense of you know the don't don't want this to be happening please you know no (laughs) just and how again so natural for a human being and yet as the buddha you know was so central in what he was teaching is this sense of there's a possibility for us and we probably all taste this at times where you know there's there's events there's there's sense contact you know there's mind contact and somehow there's even ripples but somehow there's there's this equanimity there's a sense of there's no there doesn't need to be the dukkha the stress the 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 push pull the wanting it to be different Um, and probably we all taste at times maybe the quietening or the you know, the relaxing of that reactivity, or, or just even the sense of just getting clearer. Oh, you know, beginning to discern. This is the impact, this is the sort of natural waves and effects, and then, oh, there's that bit that goes, you know, <laughs> contracts, the contraction. And so I, I just want to kind of explore this a little bit, uh, in terms of, of um, first of all, um, the four noble truths, and then I'd like to go on and and, and, and just look a little bit at skillful skillful means of uh, how to to uh, uh, how we how we uh, what we cultivate that actually helps helps us, you know, that we can really know and, and understand and apply and bring to the situations in our life, you know, both on a very coarse level or in a very refined level. Um, yeah, so, so, there's something, what's the difference between disturbance, you know, af- being affected and dukkha? So one way I thought, well I think, you know, see a key part of what happens that the Buddha's trying to help us to see, to help us to understand, is it's the sense of um, I am disturbed, right? And I want to be undisturbed now. <laughs> right? So there's that appropriation, and that's and either in language, you know, maybe there are thoughts that use the I and the me, but it's also, it's a very, it's almost like a ooh, sort of reflex, like an energetic, again, like a kind of getting hold of, and a sort of an appropriation. And again, it can be very subtle, and, and that's something that maybe we, you know, we, we can see more clearly. S- uh, when, when, when the mind is calmer, you know that that this becomes kind of clearer. So there is disturbance. You could say if, if we sort of see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And then there's, ah, I, I am disturbed and I don't want it. Yeah. And that, and there's the craving. So there's the that that. To understand, I think that for me, that's an ongoing exploration because there's a sense of human life. It's going to be there's going to be fear and sadness and joy and so <sighs> how to how to uh, yeah again I guess strengthen the capacity to be with that or to know that to. In a way which doesn't convert it into dukkha. So, yeah. So, if, if that makes sense, this was something I was always getting. If we're if we're really versed, if we're really applying, if we're really understanding and uh, yeah, applying the Four Noble Truths, like we become a kind of. I haven't quite got the image for this. I was thinking it's like a dukkha digestion machine or something like that's not quite right but you get the idea <laughs> like, so you you have the the dukkha and you put it into the four noble truths sort of you know that those that that framework and that activity and and then i was thinking nothing comes out the other end it's just everything that was caught up in the dukkha and the contraction the craving the pushing the grasping the wanting is just released back into you know life so and if that image makes any sense but you know I was thinking how and this is maybe also the way Kalyanamitta can work and Sangha and uh, you know when it's working well that somehow we we can provide or be part of that you know Four Noble Truth digestive system for each other you know that we can help illuminate we can help with the understanding of the dukkha, the comprehending, the standing under the the dukkha, being able to, you know, have other people help us to be present with that in a way which is helping us to be able to see and understand, you know, not be overwhelmed. Then there's the, the craving, you know, this sense of rather than I am disturbed, I am, okay, there is. Again, it's language, but isn't there is something to really, I'm sure you all know this, that sense of, begin that aspect of wise relationship to experience. So it's Oh, it's just that. Even if it's something really, you know, that maybe typically gets us really going, there's lots of reactivity and meaning. There can be those moments where we just say, oh, wanting oh yeah so it's it's um being able to see understand kind of know yeah or not not wanting the, in the the whole vibha, vibhava tanha energy which is sometimes not so mentioned of this you know wanting to get away from or sometimes it's called non-becoming you know some sometimes i think that's a greater affliction for many of us there's this again it can be very subtle very ingrained very just like oh you know I just mm, I mean I'm making a gesture and the noise but um, <laughs> I don't know quite what the words are for this like I don't want to you know I'd rather you know excuse me I'm just going over here you know <laughs> like <laughs> distance and a kind of kind of kind of need to Again, it's it's not a rational thing is it? it's it's a very it's reflexive instinctive almost so being able to um, really know directly for ourselves this how craving feels in our system in you know, all three of the different kinds of craving either you know, the, the sense desire and the, the, the recoiling and then the 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 eye The I that wants to become something good or something else. Yeah, and then figuring out or understanding or just gradually feeling how the wholesome conditions that we're cultivating gradually, there, there can be a letting go of that craving and of those movements of wanting and grasping and, you know, clinging and the whole, that whole because we are supported by our life, our mind, our activities can more rest in a sense of something that's not that. There's, there's, there's patience, there's, there's uh, awareness, there's wisdom, right? There's parami, there's generosity, there's, there's, there's like in a way the mindset begins to sense there's some, somewhere else to go. You know, something else to do, you could say, or something else to rest in. And that, of course, is the work of the the fourth noble noble truth. This path, this this cultivation, this what we're bringing into being, which actually allows the craving to be let go, to fade, to cease, maybe at times. And then... <laughs> there, realizing there's the absence of that, the, the relief, the cessation of craving. And then how, you know, that's, I think, sometimes we, we look for the big bang and we're waiting till it all goes, but aren't there lots of little nibbanas, you know, little all sort of fadings and things relaxing and some big craving we, we used to have and it's always less. Where it has come as often, really helpful to recognize that. So maybe this is just one uh, way of helping to see our practice, our process of uh, learning how to understand and incline towards those conditions those, those ways of paying attention, those actions and speech, those ways of seeing and understanding that actually help life and the disturbance as part of life to not be converted into Dukkha. But to actually be allowed to just happen. Happen just happen, arise and pass, it's just this, it's just this, and like that that sense which certainly, I don't know, as I say, you know, that, that would be for me an aspiration and kind of tasting that or some of that sometimes can be encouraging. Um, so let's see, mm. So I wanted to share with you, I haven't taught on this for a long time, and I, I'm not quite sure why, I was really glad, you know, picking up on this a bit from Jill, at the end of Jill's talk, and I um, found a really lovely, uh, kind of, I think of it as potted Four Noble Truths, like, when you can put in your pocket, you know, and sort of travel kit for Noble Truths, I learned from Thanissaro Biku, and I want to share it with you, and just say say a little bit um i'll put it on the board so and and uh, you know you might come up with your own i'm all in favor of that you know just because you know why should we just let the guys who write books do it you know we can do it too um to create find our own little teaching structures and practice processes you know i think it's really lovely and we can benefit from the ones that other people give us, like this. But I think also, anyway, I'll say a bit more about that later. I, I, I feel like some of the most helpful, um, most helpful teachings come from our own experience. Ah, yep. Okay, so this is from Tanisaro Bhikkhu. First one, is there stress? Right? Yep. <laughs> or no, mm, oh, mm, not really or. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is now I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> yeah. And the second one, um so is there stress? So if so, what am I holding on to? Yeah um so again you might find your own i found when i was contemplating this today i thought it's more like sometimes there isn't a particular thing i'm holding on to or a person or it's something more you know maybe there is a particular view or idea about what should be happening and sometimes it's just it's just holding because it's just become a habit you know that where There's stress, yeah, and something is contracted and something is holding on to to whatever, nothing really. It's just contraction. And it's like, oh, there's that holding. And And then the third one is, can I relax the grip? Can I relax the grip? And I find often even just by saying that or asking that, it's like, oh, yeah, a little bit. Or sometimes maybe quite a lot. Or sometimes it's just like it reminds you that's a direction. That can happen. That that's something that can happen. And there can be some intention or some, you know, some volition that sort of Ah and then the third the the fourth the fourth one is expressed as what would help with this? Yeah. So I'll just I'll just say them again. I, I, I think it's really helpful. So, is there stress? If so, what am I holding, holding on to? Or you could, again, you could say, what am I wanting? Or, yeah, you could find your own. And can I relax the grip? And what would help with that? Hmm. Dropping your shoulders, that might help. And so this is kind of bringing me to the next part of the talk which is um, kind of about skillful means and how I think that the actual embodiment the the real visceral you know learning and it's like we have to we have to find the skillful means almost to 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 do the tasks of, of the Four Noble Truths, yeah, to, to help us to, that, that, you know, dukkha is to be understood, craving is to be let go, the cessation of craving to be realized and the path to that is to be brought into being, isn't that, bhavana, brought into being. So there's definitely, you know, it's like, well, Okay, so, so much I think of what we explore is then how, how, what are the conditions and how do we find them, nurture them, you know, that help and then just more and more learning that the habits, the habits of, you know, that are unhelpful and just understanding more and more about them. And whilst we can borrow and use and apply sort of what other people have have found and that can be extremely helpful. I think also, yeah, there's this sense of finding your own thread, finding your own mm, little keys and doorways and almost sometimes you can't explain to anyone else. Um, but to clarify those, can be so helpful. So before I want to just talk about four that of my own, in my own process that I've been trying to clarify in the last week, but I, I did want to just take a slight detour um, to a couple of other uh, teachings about, you know, a process. Uh, Liberating process, or what helps that what helps with that? Again, from from some diff- different angles. The first is actually fr- not a Buddhist um, uh, source. It's Fran- from Franz Kafka, great writer. And I just think I've, I I used to anyway you know, used to do a lot of writing, but I feel like this is also very relevant to our practice and. Uh, So this was something he obviously discovered in the process of his own practice of writing. There is no need for you to leave the house. Stay at your table and listen. Don't even listen. Just wait. Don't even wait. Be completely alone and quiet. The world will offer itself to you to be unmasked. It can't do otherwise. In raptures it will writhe before you. There is no need for you to leave the house. Stay at your table and listen. Don't even listen. Just wait. Don't even wait. Be completely alone and quiet. The world will offer itself to you to be unmasked. It can't do otherwise. In raptures it will writhe before you. So um, perhaps, you know, in the tasks of our life or say our yogi job on retreat, you know, we might, I was, the reason why I thought of this today was because I was, I've been develop, trying to develop a practice for doing tasks because I don't know if you, you know, sometimes you see like, I'm fine, I'm just, when I'm walking around and doing nothing and then I have to do a task and I'm like, no! this kind of thing um, so I've been tr- trying to, to sort of practice and work with the three, three things so relax which often means your belly it can be other bits as well so relax breathe out I might add that one but anyway yeah. Um, slow down and pause. I'll let you know how I get on. I, yeah. <laughs> but so I think this is just to, again, kind of make a slight detour, but also just to really include the different arenas of our life. You know, that this work of the Four Noble Truths and the sense of being able to You know, even tasks, maybe they can be disturbing or unpleasant, but do they need to be a source of dukkha? Hmm? Maybe not. And so I just pulled out those three things, relaxing, slowing down, pausing as being important, because they specifically counter strong conditioning, sort of probably in a lot of us, and very much in a lot of the culture, to do exactly the opposite so when you're working don't be relaxed tighten up don't slow down f- speed up and do not pause keep going <laughs> you know it's like Whoa. um yeah yeah and i think like going back to kafka i think creative expression is is very helpful for that because it can be a, it can it can bring you into a a way of doing which is more organic it's like sensitive responsive listening trying this out you know they're sort of allowing the creativity to come in and i think that almost does some of that work of slowing down and relaxing it, it you know in that in 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 that sort of sphere so i sometimes wish i could get more playful with with the uh, tasks because i think it Maybe that's another thing that can really help. Uh, I also wanted to touch on um, this this whole realm of, which just to touch on it, of interpersonal, interactive, talking and listening, which we do a little bit on retreat, but obviously we're doing a lot of it in the world, and how disturbing that can be. <laughs> disturbing it can be oh I'd just rather not be around people it's too disturbing Uh, (laughs) let alone talk to them or listen it's like give me a break Um, so I'm very like for myself I've done different kinds of training and practice of this you know to try and support that and try to help the inevitable disturbances of human happenings and communities and connections you know how to to help that again like can it be yeah it's sometimes disturbing sometimes wonderful sometimes but does it have to be dukkha maybe not aspiration aspiration and i just wanted to mention it's a wonderful work that some of you may be very aware of so if, um of Gregory Kramer with the Insight Dialogue. So if you want to check this out, you know, you can look at his book. But I, I want to share this because I think it's a beautiful and I, I, I imagine he evolved it over quite a long time and probably in, in uh, process with other people. And it sort of offers us a, an example again of this sort of creative process of practice that we can learn you know from others but also perhaps generate create or f- or find in our own in our own experience so bear with me I hope this is okay I want to I want to read this to you um this is my own again potted Gregory Kramer so there's a book like that big like, I've just put it in a paragraph so I hope uh, I hope um, that doesn't offend anybody so first um, what would you call it, no it's not a step is it, it's a um, skillful means, pause, come to stillness, step out of reaction, ask how am I feeling right now, be mindful of what is occurring. So this is something perhaps we can practice with our friends, um, other other times. Relax, the second one, relax the body. Accept the contents of the mind, bring in metta, uh, goodwill, unbind, calm, yeah, so... So we could also see them as intentions or invitations, you know, not commands. T- relax now. It's like something to something to open to. So pause, relax, and then open to the world around us, to the other, to the feelings arising in relation to the other. Make contact. Come closer. Open to the fluidity of process between you and another. Move between internal and external awareness. So pause. Relax. Open. And trust emergence. See impermanence let go into the changing flow of experience letting go of plans, open to not knowing what will happen ask what is emerging now what is dissolving now so pause, relax open, trust emergence and listen deeply, allowing ourselves to be touched deeply by the words of another, Notice, noticing and unhooking from compelling stories about what is happening, compassionate listening, no judgment and then lastly speak the truth Know our subjective truth, allow our sense of the truth to evolve, exercise ethical sensitivity in speaking our truth and remember language is limited. Yes, I know that's a lot, I hope you don't, it's just so beautiful. Just pause, relax, open, trust emergence listen deeply and speak our subjective truth, allowing that to evolve. Hmm. Maybe a practice like that can again help to Bring our speaking and listening into the realm of the Four Noble Truths. Yeah. Just supporting, again, supportive conditions so that, that this opportunity of human communication, speaking and listening, can be more, yeah, free of the dukkha and more available for you know, care, enjoyment, you know, creativity listening so on okay so the last last part of the talk i'd like to share just fairly briefly from my own exploration with this in in the last couple of weeks um, of having reached that maybe this happens for a lot of people who've been at this for a while mature practitioners or some experience some sense of you know in it for the long haul and This sense of how perhaps our practice can, well, I speak for myself, has sort of sometimes become so idiosyncratic, or you know, sort of synthetic, synthesized that it's and sort of it's hard to to say. Well, I'm doing this, and then I, you know, I'm doing that. It's like I just sit, and then kind of things happen. (laughs) But actually, it's not quite. It's not quite that random. It's like a kind of some some kind of alchemic kind of um, process that's happened from, I guess, the years of practice and inquiry and teaching and so on. That so, but it felt how it's felt helpful to. I, I wanted to say, okay, let's just see. You know what what is happening? You could say, what are you doing? You could say, well, again, maybe it's just a sense of there are some different modes in which ways in which practice is happening if we take the I and the me out of it so I'd like to mention four aspects and again maybe you you might it's like it's like rather than imposing a structure on our practice it's like finding the structure that's in there that you didn't even realize oh Right, so yeah I do that and I do that and that and I don't always do them in that order but there's a kind of logic to it and there's a kind of systematicness to it but I just yeah so um and they're not this is not you'll hear rocket science you know it's no <laughs> crazy you know new all new all singing dancing kind of you know so the first one it just Just sitting and staying. Like I as some of you know I love dogs, so I was like sit and stay. It's like you know, as kindly as possible, but like sit but firm firm, isn't it? Stay <laughs> <laughs> <Not> stay <laughs> Yeah but I get it. you do want... <laughs> you know, like let's go for a walk. <laughs> Sit, stay, stay, oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. And again, to see it as a process, not like a command and, right, okay, sit, right, you can go solid, right, that's, it's not that, is it? It's like allowing it to be a process of of more like sitting, staying, so the ing, I think is very helpful. And maybe when I I found, when I looked at this and I thought, what am I actually doing? what's the attention doing? And the attention was actually very lightly just sort of referencing the touch points of the body. Just, you know, butt on the cushion, feet on the floor, just very, that, 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 again, it might be different for you, but that I think obviously is something that is very helpful with the helping, the sitting and staying. And I was also thinking that could be I mean, you could do that for a long time. I mean, that could be the ho- couldn't that be the whole of practice for a while? It's like there's a lot there. Maybe uh, anyway. So I don't. I I won't go on. I want to mention the other three. So the second piece, and I was actually quite surprised when I I was trying to investigate. See, you know, what is actually happening? Like, what is this practice that's happening that I, you know, feel like I don't know what I'm doing, and and I realised that one of the other pieces that would happen would be actually a moment of faith. Oh, shock, surprise! So I tend to think of that as not something I'm very, you know, into. But it was really clear. It was like, say, even when you're quite activated and everything's going, you know, and you sit and stay, and then I could feel like one of the one of the next movements would be a sense of okay. Yeah, you know about this. You, you, yeah, you've seen this kind of thing before. Validated faith, you know, technical term. <laughs> you sit, yeah, you've been, uh huh. You remember, you, you know, and you can actually, you know, there's, a, you know, you know, there's a way of sitting, and being with this that's going to be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Right. So that's my very sort of. Slightly silly way of putting it, but feels really, really important somehow. So whatever the conditions, remembering what's possible. Because you know it, not because somebody else has told you or you think it might be a good idea in a couple of years when you're more sorted out than you are now. Right. So the third one. um, Again, this is so, it's like so much of what many of us, I think, are Trying to cultivate and find in our practice sense of just let things be. Let it be. Let the whole thing happen. It's a bit crazy, don't really know what's happening, fine. You, you're there, you're not going to hit anyone. Let it do whatever it needs to do i don't mind hands off you know like something like that and and just you know and i realized that actually part of that naturally some of the wisdom you know the wise ways of looking and a sense of oh it's just human energy kind of up to its old tricks that or something like oh aggregates you know there's feeling throbbing away or you know that sort of I think without me even realizing that that allowing and letting be, it's almost like just naturally some of that wisdom will like, okay, yes, oh, it's like energy or, okay, I don't know what the heck's going on, we'll just call that confusion, fine, you know, tell me when you're finished. <laughs> and the sense of not labeling, you know, not naming, not having to do that, not letting it, letting it tell you Letting it speak or letting it not speak. Really interesting. For me, that's an ongoing exploration and the power of that and the sense of, in a way, you could say we're just talking about mindfulness. But for me, there's always somehow a sense of allowing can be very helpful. Um, Again, skillful means. So... Just very briefly mention two more, I mean, you know, it's kind of, if you, you can hear it's, none of this is amazing, but to see it actually happening naturally in your own process, was somewhat reassuring, because I can tend to think I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but actually it's, it's, um, which I probably don't some of the time, but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, So just again, maybe in a place like the Forest Refuge, when you can, you have space, you haven't got quite so much input, you can perhaps really look at your own process in that sort of respectful way, that all of you, you by this point, you know so much, and you have so much wisdom, in you know, there, to just like start to look and see, what is it doing? You know, rather than me and I've got to do this, it's like, oh, again there is wisdom just as there is disturbance there is wisdom and can I see that and and begin to really understand and see how how that is happening yeah so um, hmm. so I'm not quite sure how to close this little talk but I don't know poem a good poem can't go amiss can it well it might do but um, anyway it's a poem I've yeah I've been sharing a little bit recently that uh, I really really like I hope you'll enjoy it and um, I will put I'll put it on the board I think yeah I will write this is a poem by Mark Nepo Having loved enough and lost enough, I am no longer searching, just opening, no longer trying to make sense of pain, but being a soft and sturdy home into which real things can land. These are the irritations that rub into a pearl. So we can talk a while but then we must listen the way rocks listen to the sea and we can churn at all the things gone wrong but then we must lay all distraction down and water every living seed. So, thank you for your attention. For your listening. For your practice. And may we may we all benefit from our practice. And may our practice be of benefit to all beings everywhere.